You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 104. Today, we're going to talk about my journey and experience with Combo. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're brand new, it's nice to meet you. My name is Shanae. I am a NLP and coach trainer, and my obsession is helping you master the power of your energy so that you can transform into a confident leader who runs her business with ease. I'm really excited for today's episode. After last week, I was like, okay, I think I'm fine ready to talk about combo and my journey with it and everything that happened for two reasons. One, because there's like an announcement that I want to do and my combo help with it. And then two, I'm always telling my clients that healing is not linear. Like there will be aspects of yourself that you have healed and, and there may be some doors and chapters that close, but like we're always healing, like you're never, ever going to be truly healed. So because of that, whatever you might be going through in life at this current moment, just trust that you're meant to be in that process and trust that what is happening is for you instead of not to you. There's been so many times on my journey that I've been like, oh my God, like, oh, why am I still going through this? And it's only when I'm able to really accept like ex truly accept the space that I'm in and, and what I'm going through. Do I ever really get to learn from it, right? Being at cause, but when I'm at effect and I'm like, why is this happening to me versus why is this happening for me? Then it, it, it's almost as if like the suffering happens, right? Like suffering is a choice. We're, we're going to go through, you're going to go through the thing that you're going through. Like healing is not linear, always going to be going through something, not, you know, there are moments in life where it's like, everything is perfect, amazing, great, but it's, it's not like that all the time. So anyhow, my clients always are like, man, I can't believe I'm going through this again. I'm like, listen, healing is not a linear journey. Even myself, I've been kind of on my self-improvement journey since 2013 when I did my first competition and that was almost 10 years ago, nine years ago. And like, I'm still improving. <laughs> like there's still things that come up and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Then new, new something unlocked. And so I wanted to share about kind of what came up for me during combo, why I, why I sought combo out to just, you know, level with you, be, be on the what's that saying? Just to be honest and just transparent about kind of what I'm going through. And I, it always helps me to talk about what I'm going through. And I always encourage my clients to vocalize and be vulnerable and share with their community and their audience because some, you know, someone could need the thing that you're talking about today. So maybe, maybe one of you needs to hear this today and maybe combo is for you. Maybe you, this is what you've been looking for and waiting for, and you didn't even know it existed, or maybe you want to do combo. And this might be the thing that just gives you some more insight on why you should do it or why you shouldn't do it because no, it's not for everyone. So I'm um, going to be more of a story time today. So get cozy with me, get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and let's dive in. Some water. 
All right. So I sat with Combo in December, last December of 2021 with my coach, Ruby, who I'll tag down in the show notes. And I had been seeking out like plant medicine for a couple years and I wanted to always do it for the right reasons. I didn't want to just do it to do it. I think that participating in something like plant medicine you can either do it as a drug, right? Like if you're just going to like go and take acid or something, or you can treat it as a ritual and as a, as a medicine. And I wanted to treat ayahuasca as a medicine. I wanted to treat any sort of plant thing I did as a medicine rather than as like a drug or just to do it because everyone else is doing it in the spiritual community, which I had personally seen. So I was told that when you are ready for any plant medicine, it will come to you. And my coach happened to become a facilitator. And originally, one of it was supposed to be three of us ladies. Our friend was going to come down from Canada to do it. But then the whole thing with Canada happened. She couldn't come. So it was interesting because like timing wise, December wasn't a great time. It was the first week in December. November was just super busy for me. I had the retreat, had hypnotherapy. I was launching my NLP training business. And so timing wise, it wasn't great, but it was also the perfect timing. Like it needed to happen at that time. And I wouldn't have done it if the original girl who was going to do it from Canada hadn't set it up. And it was just so funny because then she couldn't go. But so anyhow, did it in December. So combo, what it is, it's actually frog medicine. It's not plant medicine. So there's just, and it's, um, it was mainly, or yeah, it's mainly used in South America. So it's named after the poisonous, a poisonous frog called the giant monkey frog. And what happens is when the frog is, when it's about to be eaten or something like that, or when it's in danger, it secretes a substance like a sweat as a defense mechanism. And that sweat is then will subdue or kill animals that try to eat it. So what the South Americans did is they collected the sweat off the frog and then they apply the substance to your body for all of the health benefits. So combo has, I don't even know what the number is, but like a a big number of bioactive peptides that are also naturally found in the body. And so it helps you heal physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I'll read off my coach's post that I'll put it down the show notes. But the peptides, there's a lot of benefits of combo, right? So it can help you heal from, you know, the physical to the spiritual to the energy. And some of the physical benefits that or like physical conditions that it can treat is like depression, anxiety, PMDD, fertility problems, mold toxicity, gut and digestive issues, like a whole bunch. Energetic would be like releasing stuck, stagnant, and dense energies, deepen your self-awareness, gain the fortitude to courageously face difficulties and adversities, boost self-love break through any self-destructive behaviors and patterns. So there's a lot that it helps with. And I personally decided to sit with combo because 2021 was a rough year for me. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. And I sat, I, I was kind of in this like very big, deep depression 
like phase for a couple months in the summer where I really felt as if I lost my life purpose. I wasn't really sure what I was doing with my life anymore. And it came as a result of like that little, not, I don't want to call it little, but that season of darkness that I felt actually became triggered from a toxic relationship that I didn't know was toxic at the time. So (laughs) I'm going to get real with you guys here. Yeah. So I was, had my call with Ruby and told her, you know, what my intentions for healing were and told her about a situation that had happened. And then while I was talking to her and this is why I love coaching because like just by vocalizing, you gain so much understanding about yourself. While I was telling her what my intentions were, it became so, so clear to me that this relationship that I had with someone last year and the reason why it triggered that season of darkness for me is because it was the same toxic pattern that I had with my father. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea that I like do this thing. So my intention, you know, after developing that self-awareness, I was like, okay, well, my, my intention for sitting with combo is to step into my power, to release this pattern that I have. And so a pattern that I, I didn't know I had that became, that I became aware of and, and then realizing, okay, this is how I am with my dad is I become very submissive to not just men, but a person who I mostly men, but mostly men, but anybody who I feel is smarter than me, more, more just higher up than me, like somebody that I put in an authority figure, which is, you know, what I do, what we do with our parents, our parents become authority figures in our life. But when I perceive someone as an authority over me, I become very submissive. I, I don't stand up for myself. I, feel the need, it's going to sound weird, but I feel the need to lie. Like I can't tell the truth. And it's very much how it was like exactly who I was growing up when I was in high school. I just didn't feel like I could be honest to my parents every time, like things that I didn't need to lie about, I lied about. Like I didn't feel safe for me to speak my truth. And I didn't realize I had that pattern until I had a real, a friendship. And so realizing that I was like, okay, like I want to heal that. Like, I want to acknowledge that of where this pattern came from, how this pattern has manifested in my life and how can I heal and learn and grow from this? Most importantly, how can I learn and grow from this? Because this is not a pattern that I want to continue. This is a self-sabotaging pattern. It triggers depression and anxiety for me. And this is not who I am at my highest self. This is a conditioning that I developed, right? Growing up with with a bit of a narcissistic father, someone who's very controlling, someone who loves to assert their dominance. And there are probably going to be other people in my life who fit that same kind of profile as my father. And I don't want to get sucked back into that. Like that's that wasn't fun. So- that was my intention. So we go to Texas. It was me and my friend Jessica who was in – she's been – have I had her on this podcast? I, 
think I have had her on the podcast. If I haven't, I need to. She's awesome. Her name is Jessica Zeinstra. If you follow her on Instagram, she's been a guest speaker inside my mastermind for years. And we were in the same mastermind together, Ruby. She's just my healing sister. <laughs> like we've been on so many retreats together and it, it, she was the perfect person to have, to do this, to sit with combo with, to have this opportunity to heal with. So went to Texas and we did a three day combo reset ceremony. So every single morning for three days, fat fasted while fasted, we sat with combo and I honestly had no expectations going into combo. Like I knew what to expect. You get nauseated and you throw up. I knew what to expect. I was okay with that, but I didn't have any expectations for like how I would feel or what I would get out of it. And so the first day we get together, right? We go up into the ceremony space and then we set on our, our intention. And I was like, I had that intention of stepping into my power, but it didn't feel true. Like it kind of felt like my ego or, you know, it just felt surface level. And the way that Ruby serves combo is she does like this trifecta of medicine where you first sit with hoppe, which is a blend of tobacco and other herbs. And depending on what the blend is, it has different properties. This one that she served us was very grounding. (laughs) And so I set my intention and she served us hoppe and oh my God, like I think the hoppe kicked my ass more than combo on a couple of the days. It just, I just instantly felt every single wall that I had come down. Because, you know, Ruby has been my coach for so many years and Jessica and I have been friends for forever and ever. But I, <laughs> like when I first got there, I did feel like I had a little bit of a wall up of like, ooh, like, I don't know. You know, we just get that way around people. And so when I, after I sat with Hoppe, every single wall came down and I just felt like I could completely be truly open and be myself, which is such a beautiful feeling to have. And I have that with a couple um, women that I that I keep in contact with, and I just feel like that that sisterhood wound of of unable not being able to be yourself in front of others can truly take away so much magic and opportunity and feminine energy and flow and and being truly supportive of others. Because if you can't allow someone to truly see you for who you are, like if you can't let that wall go, then you can't do the same for them. It's both ways. So I felt every single wall come down, (laughs) every single wall. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, my tension, uh, and then a deeper intention came up and that intention was surrender. You know, once all the walls came down, it was like, there is nothing that I can control here. And there's, yeah, there's nothing I can control. There's nothing that I want to control. I want to truly surrender to this process and to the ceremony and to this ritual. And like, you know, whatever needs to happen is going to happen. And so that was really beautiful to just immediately like, not just to feel surrendered. Then the second thing we do is she serves something called Sananga, which is uh, the, this eye drops that are like flaming fire. <laughs> so you lay down, she puts these eye drops on your eyes while your eyes are closed. And then you have to like flutter your eyes open to get the eye drops inside your eyes. And it <laughs> burns so badly. It's made from a bush of some sort. I can't remember what it was. 
but the purpose of Sananga is to decalcify your pineal gland, to improve your vision, your clarity, not just physically, but spiritually and energetically. And it burns, <laughs> burns really bad. I wasn't expecting that. So we sat with Sananga and I felt just like everything open up. I just felt so much more present. And then once we do that, we then move into combo. So the way that combo is applied is a, like the way that my coach did it is she takes a little stick of incense and burns the top layer of your skin off like this. I wasn't expecting. I had no idea. Um, burns the top layer of your skin off. Um, and I mean, it stings, but it doesn't, it doesn't hurt, hurt. So burn the top layer of your skin off and then, and that's opening the channels. And then on that exposed layer of skin is where the combo is applied. So the combo comes on this little piece of wood thing that she has and she kind of scrapes it and forms little, she calls them dots, like little mounds and places the mounds on top of the open gates. So I started with three dots on my first day, four on my second day and five on my third day. And that is something that Ruby recommends to start with the lowest dose first because you don't know how you will respond and to slowly work your way up. And the combo that she uses is also very potent. (laughs) It's very strong, I think. And what I really love about the combo that she uses is that it's sustainably sourced. After I heard how they got combo, you know, what they do to the frogs, made me really sad. But the facilitator training that she went to works directly with a um, village down in South America where they release the frogs. They don't kill them. They don't keep them caged up. It's so sad what happens to just animals and, and, and indigenous things when, you know, Western society takes a hold and popularizes it. So that was important to me to know that the combo also came from a really good source and it wasn't, you know, frogs weren't dying to, for me to have this ceremony. Anyhow, I digress. So places the combo dots and overall the experience of sitting with combo is actually only 20 minutes. Like you only have the dots on you for 20 minutes. And so what happens is that you first get really, really hot, like neck up, you get really hot and flushed and then your heart starts to race kind of like you're doing a big workout and then the nausea comes. And one of the things that Ruby has us do is we gulp a bunch of water, but like a specific amount of water so that if we do have to purge, throw up, we're not dry heaving and and you're throwing up water. So your body does recognize that combo is a toxin. And so that's why you want to throw up, but you don't have to throw up. I don't think Ruby, Ruby said she doesn't purge all the time. So you don't have to throw up for combo to have been effective just so you know, but yes, I threw up, but day one actually like, wasn't that bad. I think because I sat, I had the intention of surrendering to the medicine. When I had to throw up, I threw up, but just, it just came right out of me. And I, what, what I like, what I got towards the end was, and I was looking for my journal because I wrote all this down, but I can't find the journal that I, I journaled in when I did combo. So this is all just a memory of three months ago, but I just remember having the realization that I don't need to step into my power. Like there's nothing I need to step into. I already have it. I already own it. 
This is who I am. I just need to be it. And that was really profound for me because I think my whole life I've been, I operate from this, this place of, okay, like I need to be better. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm not enough. And to finally recognize that I am everything that I need to be. There's no stepping into anything anymore. Like this is me. I just need to own it. It felt incredibly empowering, incredibly liberating. And I was like, that was awesome. After the 20 minutes is up, she takes the dots off and then you lay down and you just recover. So my first day, the recovery was like pretty smooth and pretty easy. So I'm feeling good, right? I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm like, oh, that's, that was kind of easy. I can do this again. <laughs> so then day two, and we just, you know, hung out. We went for a hike that day and we took it easy. And we were staying with Ruby, which is really nice. Got to hang, stay with her and hang out with her and just connect, which is awesome. So then day two, my intention was expansion. And day, the first day I put my dots on my right side, which is your masculine. So I was like, oh, perfect surrender to my masculine. And then on the left side is your feminine. So day two, I put my four dots on my left arm and that my intention was to expand into my feminine. And I was like feeling good, right? I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> this is going to be great. And then same trifecta of hape, sananga, then combo. And I remember sitting when I was sitting with the hape, because the hape is like what messes me up the most. It was expansion, but then it was, I was like, oh, it's not just expansion. It is show me all the ways in which I am denying myself expansion. And oh, my God, that was a hard, hard, hard day. And it's just funny because I went to it with so much confidence and it humbled me, dropped me to my knees. <laughs> I, it gifted me the space to grieve and to see all the ways in which I wasn't allowing myself to expand. I just remember feeling like a heaviness in my womb. And I felt so, so, so sad. I cried. And it wasn't just like a regular cry. I felt like a primal cry, like a cry that I had been holding in for generations and lifetimes. And it felt really liberating to be able to express that, to express that cry, not just for myself, but to be witnessed in that expression. And I think that's what I love so much about healing and coaching and retreats and these kind of experiences, because, you know, there's one thing to have moments and pockets to yourself where you're expressing, but it's another thing to be witnessed in that and to have people hold space for you. And that's probably why I love hosting these type of experiences myself. But after that ceremony, I twitched for like a good 30 minutes and the twitching is normal in the recovery process. So if that happens to you, it's completely normal. It is, I mean, I didn't know it was normal at the time, but my intuition was to say, my body is healing. My body is healing. My body is healing. And so I just kept saying that to myself. And then afterwards, Ruby said that the twitching is completely normal and it happens because it's, it's almost as if your body is like recalibrating peptides and neurons that were dormant before turning on 
you know, you're just, you're recalibrating. And so you're twitching and all this stuff is happening. But I just remember like, I just felt really sad after, after that it wasn't, but it wasn't like a bad, sad. And, and this is also the process of, of healing and building your emotional capacity is to be able to be sad, to be able to sit with sadness and not judge it and not try to fix it. Um, so I was really sad. <laughs> and I think that the sadness I was feeling was for not just for myself, but for many, many, many generations and many lifetimes, it wasn't like just for me. So then going into day three, I was, I was scared. I was really, really scared about what I would find, how I would feel, what it is going to be like. Because on that day two, like when I, when it combo showed me all the ways in which I was denying myself expansion, what I saw was I saw all the areas where my leadership was out of alignment. I saw the boundaries that I had not upheld within my coaching containers, within my clients, within myself. And I clearly saw like where I had been outsourcing my power. And yeah, so it was a big slap in the face, (laughs) to be honest with you. And it was like, I wanted to be upset with myself, right? You know, I'm human. And it's like, oh man, like, how did I let that happen? But instead it was just the acceptance that, okay, like this, this is where I'm at. So I went into day three, hella vulnerable, hella scared, very raw. Like I felt very raw. Just, I didn't know what I was going to find. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was just open to it all. And so on the last day I chose to get five and like the placement of the dots and like how you want your dots placed also is like a very intuitive process you know, if you see the dots anywhere on your body, that's like a, it's an indication to, to have them placed there. And I had this idea to have them in like a, like an arrow facing up. And I was like, I don't know why, but I just want to do it. And I originally wanted to get it like on my back, but it's not good to do it like near your spine. So I got it on the back of my shoulder. And day three was awesome. (laughs) Like I said, I had no intention. I did not know, like, you know, I had no expectations. And my intention that day was, was again, just to surrender. That's all I could ever think about because I think like I naturally am a person that tries to like control all outcomes. And so for me, surrendering and allowing is the hardest thing for me to do, but it's always what I need and, you know, what is best for me. And the last day was trippy because the last day I went on like this visual journey. So, and that didn't happen the other two days. The other two days were more about like feeling, but I mean, I visualized first I saw myself sitting on a lotus flower. And the the first thing I noticed that I came to me was that's my maiden. And she was sitting at the bottom of like a deep, 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 deep well. And I just had this feeling of, I need to save her. Like I need to save her. I need to, I need to go find her. So I journeyed through the Amazon jungle looking for my maiden goddess. And I just remember like 
just journeying and going over all these obstacles and left and right. And I kept saying like, I need to find her. I need to find her. I need to find her. And then I had this realization from day one of there's no power that I need to step into. Like, I don't need to step into anything. I don't need to find anything. I already am it. So um, I, I'm going to use these two words. So I was dissociated, right? Like I saw myself in front of me, which was the maiden. And so dissociated is when you like, if you're visualizing something, it's when you see yourself in the picture and associated is when you are visualizing, but you see, you're looking through your own eyes. I hope that makes sense. This is what I teach in NLP. There's a, because associated and dissociated is really key for when we're working with the subconscious mind. So I was dissociated in the picture in my mind. And I remembered, I was like, own it. Like I already am her. So then what I did was I associated into my vision. I opened my eyes and I was the maiden down on, you know, under in that deep, deep, deep well. So then I, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like I, I am her. And then I climbed out of this well. And when I got to the very top, I was met my mother and my grandmother, not literally, but figuratively, like the mother goddess and the grandmother. And we, I climbed out of the well and I was like, I did it. And we like rejoiced and we like pushed a big ass rock over that well. So I wouldn't ever go back down that well again. And we like built a fire and we like danced around it. (laughs) It feels, feels funny sharing this with you guys, but it was such a powerful vision. And for me, it really was like those, that toxic pattern that I found myself in where I get submissive and I, I let my power go and I act in the way of a wounded maiden. And what I do is I, you know, purposefully, I don't think I purposely make myself look dumb, but I think I make myself feel inferior. It's like, oh no, they know more. I abdicate the responsibility and the power. And that vision for me on that day three was really like reclaiming my maiden and finding her and claiming her and being like, you never have to, you never have to, I don't know. It was, it was almost as if I'm like mixing up my words, but basically it was the reclamation of her and that yeah, I don't have to outsource my power in order to feel loved. Cause I think that's the whole thing with the maiden is that when you're operating from a wounded maiden, it's, it's that you don't feel good enough and you don't think that who you are is good enough because you don't know who you are yet. You're kind of still on that journey of figuring yourself out. And that's the beautiful part of the journey of, of finding your maiden is figuring out who you are and what you want to do in this world and what you stand for and what your values are. But when you operate from a wounded feminine, what happens or the wounded maiden, what happens is that then you abdicate all that responsibility on others and you let other people tell you who you are. And that was very much like who I've been in past relationships, like my my ex that I was with in college that was a really, really toxic relationship that's all I did was I did what he wanted to do. Like I didn't have a personality. I didn't have, I didn't know who I was because I let other people tell me who I was. And I just would do things to make them happy. 
Like I hated snowboarding, but I freaking did it every single time. And I never stood up for myself because I wanted to make them happy. And so that was this pattern that I have of the wounded maiden coming forward when I'm around men, mostly, who I put as an authority figure over myself. So that felt really good to reclaim her and to also realize that I had that pattern, right? That's the whole thing about like our subconscious mind and our self-sabotaging patterns is that you don't know what you don't know. And I don't have this pattern with my husband because the, the he doesn't trigger that in me. He's not like my father in any way whatsoever. So like that doesn't come up. And so to be met with that and to be able to become aware of it and then to be able to he- like become aware of it and to heal it and acknowledge it and think, you know, okay, how else would I want to act instead? Like that was really powerful for me because I, I wouldn't have known about this maybe for however many more years until someone comes into my life to show me this mirror. We're all mirrors for people and certain people are going to be a different kind of mirror. It's kind of like, I don't know what those things are called, but if you've ever been in one of those those mirror houses, it's like those like haunted houses with a bunch of different mirrors and the mirrors make you look a different way. Like one will make you look really skinny. One will make you look really wide. One will make you look really short or really tall. That's what we are for each other. And so each person is going to reflect back a different aspect of yourself. So, so grateful that that mirror was um, shown to me and so grateful that I was able to have the opportunity to sit with it and to do the inner work required. Because as a coach, one thing that's really important to me is to also be on the healing journey of doing my own work. To be able to serve and hold space at the capacity that I do personally with my coaching and my trainings and the retreats, I have to do that for myself. And continuing to serve myself first and to peel back my layers to come home to my truth is a priority. So that's that's really important to me. I think that your healing journey will take you as far as you put the work into it. And so if you're not putting in any work into it, like you're not going to go very far. And I think a lot, the a reason why a lot of people don't continue to grow is because a lot of times, like, we're not going to like what we find when we unveil the layers, but our trauma and our shadows are always our greatest teachers. So I'm really grateful for the clarity of having seen where I was outsourcing my power, what boundaries I wasn't upholding. and just where I was out of alignment with my leadership. And so many things shifted as soon as I got back from Texas. So many things shifted in my business and my personal life, and it felt incredibly liberating. I just felt as if so much clarity and and so much, yeah, I just felt so much more clear. So that was my experience with Combo. I hope that you enjoyed my little story. If you've been thinking about doing combo, please just make sure that the person who is serving you has the experience because 
it can be a very um, dangerous thing because you are throwing up and (laughs) you also may purge out the other end. Sorry. But that's also like dangerous because you get it's you're very lightheaded. You can't walk like you need assistance to go to the bathroom. So to be with someone whom you trust and who you are totally okay with them seeing like, you know, everything because, yeah, you're sitting there, you're throwing up, you might poop and it's going to happen. My thankfully, my purge was just out of my mouth, but It was like there were pockets of where I was like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? And yeah, so just make sure that the person who you are uh, working with is qualified, has training. I trust Ruby with like everything. And even she was just telling us all the different things they did on training the facilitators to like catch you if you fall and to be able to catch you and knowing how to catch you and kind of things like that. If you do faint, because things might happen. I mean, it's not, you know, it is, it is still frog poison. There are always going to be contraindications and, and things like that. So just please be careful. If you are looking to do combo, my coach Ruby, she does do private ceremonies in Austin, Texas. She's awesome. And One of the cool things about the three-day reset is that it's also like a fertility fertility booster. It helps with fertility, resets your hormones. If you struggle with PCOS or any kind of thing like that, like it's really good for that. And the coolest thing (laughs) was, so that was in December and then I got home and so it was the first week in December. My husband was like, okay, like I'm really ready to have a baby. And I was like, me too. I was like, okay, like let's, let's try, like seriously try. So in January was our first month seriously trying where, you know, I tracked my, my, I knew when I was ovulating and you guys, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I'm tearing up. I'm so happy. I don't know how much of combo, you know, helped me get pregnant instantly, but I was so shocked to be honest with you when we found out that I was pregnant because it only took like the one time, one month of trying. It was instant. I got pregnant instantly. And honestly, like I thought it might take a while. I have a very healthy period. I, it's never usually late. I'm really consistent. I've been tracking my period for years now. I cycle sync. I so cycle syncing with food as well as my workouts and my business productivity. You guys know all about this. So I am so in tune with my, my bleed, but I did not think I would get pregnant instantly. So that was shocking, especially because PCOS runs in my family. Endometriosis runs in my family. I have several cousins who are, who have been on a fertility journey for a while. So I just did not think that it would happen instantly, but it happened instantly. So I don't know how much of that is combo, but it, 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 I think it helped rather than hurt anything. And I know that fertility is also like 50% of, you know, on the woman's side and also like on the man's side. So I'm so grateful that my husband is, if you know him, he works out like 20 days in a row. (laughs) kidding. He used to, he's much better now at taking rest days, but he's super active. I mean, we're both really active and 
we don't drink at home. Like we don't smoke. It's, we have a really healthy sort of environment and lifestyle, low stress and things like that, which I think also contributed. I don't know. I'm not an expert in anything. That's just my own personal experience, but yeah, we're expecting and we're going to have a little baby in October. (sighs) So I'm so glad that I could share that with you guys. I was not sure if I would share it on the podcast first, if I would share it on Instagram, but it feels really authentic to share it here. And I think I'll share it on Instagram either this week or next week after this episode airs. So that's my special announcement. And the other thing that I really like loved about having like sat with Combo especially on the day two where I really felt that heaviness in my womb and I just released so much emotion and sadness. Like I felt like I, I was grieving for all the generations of women in my bloodline that didn't have an opportunity to grieve. I think like coming from like a Japanese and Mexican background, one thing I didn't know, but I recently learned is like my grandma was an indentured servant for many, many years and abused when she was an indentured servant. And then after she got married, she had nine kids and she was so just trigger warning. She was like physically and sexually abused by her husband. And so she has persevered and has gone through so freaking much. And then on my grandma's side, I don't know a lot about my family history on that side as far as like what they've been through, but just the culture of Japanese, of being submissive, of not speaking your truth of, and that's, I don't know if you guys know, but the, the kind of stereotype is that Japanese men are very controlling and can be quite like verbally abusive. And the women's job is to just sort of like take it and to just shut up and clean the house, take care of the kids and, you know, do the household stuff. So it's a very like Japanese women, I think, are very submissive and they don't talk back (laughs) and they don't say much. And so I just felt as if I was releasing a lot of that generational trauma. And I've said this so many times, but it's like it's been so important to me to heal so that I can stop generational trauma. So I can, you know, stop that cycle. And as you know, you're born with all the eggs within you that, so if if you're like, if you're a girl in your mother's womb, you're born with all the eggs that you will ever need in your lifetime. And there's been some studies that say that you don't, but you definitely don't produce eggs as you grow older, you lose an egg every year or every, every year, every month when you have your period. So, and I, I believe that. So then to me, it's like, okay, so when my grandma was pregnant with my mom, I was an egg inside of my mom. So what my grandmother experienced during her pregnancy energetically, I also experienced. And so I just felt like it just felt like a really beautiful thing to acknowledge and to heal and to give myself that space to feel and to heal and to release. That was really beautiful to me to do before I got pregnant. And yeah, super cool experience. 
love, love, loved my combo journey and still would love to do ayahuasca. And my coach is also hosting ayahuasca circles this year with her tribe. And I was like, I, because then, you know, Henrik and I decided, okay, like we're seriously going to try for a baby now. I was like, well, if my baby comes, then I will not be joining you on the ayahuasca ceremony. But if my baby doesn't come, like if I don't get pregnant right away, then I will come. And I got pregnant right away. So the universe was like, nope, like this is your next journey of healing. And let me tell you, like being pregnant has been such a journey. I think the next episode, I'll do like a first trimester reflection just for my own mental health because I need to talk about it. It has been such a journey and to, God, it's so cool. Like we talk about how we're just humans having a spiritual experience and it's so true because it's like my baby's soul has like dropped into my body. Other cultures have different like, you know, beliefs. My lash person was telling me that in the Korean culture, they believe that the spirit of the baby, the soul of the baby is like around you, which I think is also cool. But the soul is there nonetheless, and the body is being created. Like we have a soul before we have a body. Isn't that nuts? And so it just is like has been really reaffirming a lot of the beliefs that I have about spirituality and about oneness and consciousness. And also it's given me so much more grace for myself because it was like, like you literally are a spiritual being having a human experience. You didn't even have a body when you first came to this earth. Crazy. Your body is being built, but I am officially 10 weeks pregnant. So my little baby has little fingertips (laughs) and it's like an inch and a half long. It's like the size of a kumquat and he or she is growing. I don't know what the gender is yet. Like I thought girl, and then I saw the ultrasound, and I was like, oh, it's a boy. But then we're like, oh, it's a girl. So we don't know, but we will find out soon. So that's my big news. <sighs> if you've made it this far on the podcast, thanks for sticking around 45 minutes. I love you guys. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. And just, just again, if you have any questions about Combo, shoot me a email. I'm not really on Instagram much these days. So shoot me an email. Hello at shanaymomoko.com. And I can talk you through it. If you need to be connected with Ruby, let me know. And I can, um, introduce you either via Instagram or email. So happy to help you in any way on that healing journey of yours. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.